It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, je m'appelle Simon Marcel. Welcome to The Rendezvous. I want to start the show with a question for you. It's a date or dumb question. Your first kiss with someone is terrible. Do you still date or do you dump? And that question I actually also posted on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. Here are the results. 55% of you said, I would date. 45% of you said, uh-uh, not going to date anymore. Dump the bad kisser. And I would continue to date because I don't think the first kiss illustrates what's going to happen later on. So I'll give it a chance and date. If you have a question about that or about your relationship, call me 855-905-8255. If you've been touched by love or you want to share a romantic experience, call the love line of The Rendezvous, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Kenny. Bonjour, Simon. Uh, thanks so much for taking the call. Absolutely. I heard that you went on a perfect romantic date. I want to know what happened. Yeah. Um, basically, um, you know, I don't, I don't date much. And I met a woman at work, started talking. And finally, I got up the, the nerve to ask her out. And mm -hmm. just by happenstance, um, uh, a friend works at an observatory uh, near where I live. And once a month, they have these things called star parties, where amateur astronomers will come out, set up their telescopes, and mm -hmm. point at different stars and the moon, et cetera, et cetera. And then they have one of those domes where they do the star show inside. And my friend is the, uh, like the narrator guy. So anyhow, I ask her out. Don't tell her what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And we go to this star party and we, we take a, you know, a, a, a car up to the observatory and she doesn't really understand where we're going and we're, we're going through the woods and she's nervous. And we get there and she's, her eyes just light up and mm -hmm. we, you know, we wander from telescope to telescope and like every little, every time we look through the, the lens, it gets more and more intimate and exciting for her, you know? And then we went to the last show in the like little star dome where my friend narrates it. And we went to the last show there. She loved it. And the place was starting to clear out. Mm -hmm. And I had, I had given my buddy a bottle of wine and some cheese and crackers. And basically we had our own private cheese and wine party on top of a mountain in a private, in this giant telescope looking out over the city and stars. And it turned out that when she was a kid, this is what her dad did for her. And this was like one of her favorite memories from childhood. And one of oh, the wow. things that like, yeah, I mean, it was, it was amazing. And I that, felt so good giving her that. Yeah. I, I totally understand. I mean, this is very romantic actually. And that, I wish I was there. This is one of those nights you'd never forget. Yeah, no, it really was. It really was. And uh, we're not together anymore, but we still talk and we talk about that night, you know? But this night is one of the magic nights that we have in, in one lifetime. It's, it's unforgettable, right? Yes, completely. Exactly. Kenny, thank you for sharing yes. that romantic, unique date. And I won't forget it either. So thank you so much and have a good night. Thanks, Simon. That leads to a question for you. If you knew there would be only one beautiful night of romance between the two of you, would you take a chance or not? Let's talk about that next. Question for you. If you met somebody and you knew in advance it would be only a one evening and night of romance, a date plus making out plus, you know, watching the stars, listening to music, maybe ooh-la-la, -la, 
but you knew already that it would not lead to anything. Would you take a chance on a night like this, or would you rather say, no, I don't want to get my, my heart excited, I don't want to get, you know, all worked up for nothing, or would you be, you know, we live only once, and I'll take my chance on a magic, unforgettable night of romance, even though I know that tomorrow morning there will be no future for us. Let me tell you what I think about this next. Stay with me. If you knew when you met somebody that you were attracted to, that you would only have a magic day that would start at, let's say, 5 p.m. for dinner and would end up the next morning at 5 a.m. But after that, you would never see the person again. Would you take a chance for a date like this or not? Here is my advice on this. Some of my most romantic nights were dates like this, what we call one-night stand. But you can only do it if your intuition rings green on everything. Safety, connection, chemistry, honesty. If all of those elements are gathered, then my advice is, if you feel it, do it, because life is short, because those nights are unforgettable, precious treasure for the rest of our lives. And... If you have some, don't hesitate to actually call me and share with me or reach out on social media, therendezvousshow.com. That's very precious. And now, your calls and your questions are next. 855-905-8255. Any questions about your relationship, that's my number. Bonjour, Lexi. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. So what's going on? How can I help you tonight? Well, I've been seeing this guy for uh, a few weeks. Um, at first, he was like really heavily pursuing me, calling me all the time, and I wasn't really making myself too available because I wasn't sure. And then once we started to hang out and I started to be more available, um, he actually stopped hitting me up more. It kind of like switched, and I have no idea why. So um, I got to ask you this, but have you guys been romantic uh, no, just kissing. So no ulala of any kind, no, you know, nothing like that? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the fact that he disappeared completely means he lost interest or he met somebody else. Usually what happens when, you know, you guys hang out and hang out and there is not a normal flow of romance that happens in terms of timing, right? Um, s- some people can just lose the connection. Do you feel the, I would say, the hanging out that he, he pursued was just going on for too long? Like hanging out? As like, in... you know, usually usually here's how it goes. You know, you go on a couple of dates, you made out, you go on a couple more dates, you make out more, and then you ooh-la-la, and then more ooh-la-la. So the fact that that doesn't happen is kind of an indication that something went off in the chemistry. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you, do you understand? Yes. Because how long total has been this, this phase of, of hanging out? How long total was it? Um, I would say about like a month now. Yeah. So what just happened is, is probably that, you know, he liked you a lot. It didn't go. The chemistry was not maybe as exciting or like what he wanted. And then, you know, uh, the world of online dating or other things like this, he met somebody else and he's, he's gone. That's what happened. I mean, and have no regrets. That means it's not, it's not meant for you. But the timing and the flow of romance indicates if both are going in the same direction. It's unpredictable at the beginning. It's just the way it goes. Yes. So really, have, have no regrets. Have no regrets because it, it was not meant to be. Or he would still be there 
or you've had, you know, you've been romantic or things like this. So the fact that you were more friends than lovers and romance is, is explaining why he went somewhere else for that. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good night. Good night, Simon. Changing gears, I'm going to go to my Twitter account because somebody needs my help. Somebody went to a spa and want to know how to approach the masseuse. So I'm going to go help her next. If you have a question for me and you can't call in, just send me a Twitter DM 24-7 and we'll answer just like for this one. Miranda, what happened with Jillian? Jillian says, bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Jillian. I went for a massage earlier today, and the man who did it was really attractive and really good with his hands. There mm. was definitely a vibe between us, and I left wanting to see him again, mm. but maybe in a more intimate way. How should I approach him? Should I book another massage and ask him while we're in the room? What is the best way to approach a person who's actually working while you're not working in a nice way? That answer is next. What would you tell a girlfriend of yours if she said that earlier today she went to a spa and the masseuse uh, apparently uh, was a very attractive man and really good with his hands? And Jillian says to me, Simon, I want to know what's the best way to approach him. Should I book another massage with him and maybe ask him while in the room? What do I recommend? So here's my advice, Jillian, that, that the best way, because he's working and you know you have to be very careful not to create a situation is to simply talk about, you know, his techniques and where he, where he went to school to learn to be a masseuse. And in the conversation, you'll feel, and you can ask him you know, all kind of questions and get to the question, is he single or not, right? So you have an hour to ask him plenty of questions without, you know, putting yourself out there. And if everything turns out to be okay, you say, oh, you know what? It's very interesting. I'd love to have coffee with you soon. Uh, here's my number. And it comes naturally at the end with the flow. If you don't feel it natural, intuition rings, this is not the right time, wait for some other time because the person is at work and you don't want to put somebody at work in a delicate situation. But I see nothing wrong with asking at the end. Okay, good luck to you, Jillian, with that. And you call the next. 855-905-8255. Any questions about your relationship, that's my number. Miranda, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Miranda. How can I help you tonight? Um, so this guy, I kind of had a thing for years ago. We never like really dated. It was one of those things, like all our friends are like, Oh, when are you guys going to get together? You'd be so cute. Um, and it just never happened. And he ended up getting married, Mm -hmm. but, um, now they're getting divorced and it's, you know, like he seems kind of done with it. And I'm just kind of wondering like, when's an okay time to, you know, maybe move in because, I, I kind of still have a bit of a torch for him. Uh-huh. Um, is there like a timeline I should like feel out or, you know? Um, okay. Miranda, yeah. before we talk about the timeline, the thing is, what is the indication that he's still interested in, in, in that with you? Um, I mean, he hasn't like said or done anything, but um, like some of our closer friends have joked like, hey, now's your chance. Um, and I, I guess I never really thought about it until like one of my friends said that. And um, okay. so okay. I, maybe that's another question is like, <laughs> what's a good way to, you know, see if there is still an interest from him. Yes. We have to remember when a man or woman goes through a divorce, 
it's so traumatic, exhausting, draining, upsetting, that usually there is a moment of, of not, nothing to give. They, they have nothing left to give. So you don't want to be the rebound. You don't want to be right away the rebound because what's that may happen is that he may go out with you, but he's emotionally drained. So what I would do is stay close to him as a friend. Uh, I would not talk about it in advance. I would not make a big you know, declaration of love. I would just be friends, supporting, checking on him. That's the best way. You know, so because when you check on somebody a little bit more often than you should, all of us knows that's an interest that is behind friendship. But it's a subtle way to do it because instead of saying, hey, you know, let's hang out uh, to a, you know, or, or romantically or anything like this, or just by, by checking on him more often than you do, he's going to get the message that you're more interested in him than he thought. Okay. That's all you got to do. Check on him more often than you do. And then if you feel he's like checking on you too more often, that's a message and a signals that he's interested in you too. If he doesn't okay. answer in the same amount of time, the text and all that, he's not into you now. Gotcha. All right, okay. Miranda. Well, I hope that helps you. Uh, and and uh, thank you for your call. Thank you. Coming up, I got to go to listen to that voicemail because I got somebody who have lost trust in their partner and want to know how to get it back. So let's hear that voicemail. Next. You're listening to The Rendezvous and say you have a question, you know, the, the next hour or even, you know, tomorrow morning. Leave me a voicemail and I'll get to it. Just like for this one. Hi. Je m'appelle Teresita. So I have a question. How do you learn to trust again after the trust has been broken over and over with a possible narcissist? But you stay together. Been through everything, thick and thin, fat and skinny, young and old. How do you learn to trust again? If somebody breaks your heart, if somebody betrays you, how can you trust them again? I'm going to answer that question very directly, coming up next on The Rendezvous. Say you've been in a relationship and you've been cheated on, you've been, you know, you're heartbroken, but you stayed in it through uh, thick and thin uh, and, and, you know, you now have a lot of doubts, of course, because you've been betrayed and you're wondering, how can I trust again my partner? Now, here is my answer. The definition of trust for me is to be reliable. Your partner has to do what he says and says what he does. And if he does that, your trust balance, the, the picker on the trust is going to go back up. If you have a doubt, ask your partner and remember there's one part of you that cannot be fooled or played with. It's your intuition. And so when you have a doubt, follow your intuition. That is the key. But always look at your partner. Do they say what they do and do what they say? That is for me. I have to know if my partner is now being reliable or not, and I can trust them. I hope that helps you, Telesita, to get back trust in your partner. And remember, any questions, 855 905 8255. Any questions for me? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Mike. Bonjour, Simon. How can I help you tonight? What is going on with you? Well, um, first off, I'm a travel photographer, and I live in this little tiny Airstream. It's a travel trailer. And okay. I've been single for three years. I've been traveling for two years, and I can't seem to find love anywhere uh, I try so many different things like online dating or just 
trying to meet people, but I don't know if it's because I'm not not in one place long enough or I don't know, has dating just become more difficult? I need your help. So uh, when you, you say you're a traveling photographer, which I think is very poetic, but how long do you stay in one town or one location on average? Yeah, so sometimes it's, it's just a few days and sometimes it's a few weeks, but never longer than, than a few weeks. And so do you have a date uh, once you're on, in a different town do you, or, or do you never, ever, ever find a date? No, I find them. I use Bumble and Tinder. It's kind of a great way for me to meet people, um, but it just doesn't really go past. I feel like everyone either looks at me as like the traveling guy that's never going to stick around, but the reality is that I'd be willing to compromise my lifestyle to meet someone special. Okay. So, I mean, because there's an expression that says nothing grows on a rolling stone. So, (laughs) you are the rolling stone. You're always on the move, right? So... I think if you're a woman and you listen to this, what do you think? That Mike is really here for ooh la la and uh, nothing more than ooh la la. Definitely a lot of ooh la la on the road, but not much of much more than that, unfortunately, which is not what I want. But no, you, I mean, you make sense being a rolling stone, traveling so much. I know. Because what, you know, scared, you know, women a lot is that you go from one town to the other. Be honest, you go from one woman to the other. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So, if I was a woman dating you, I would think, yeah, I'm, I'm, I might be, you know, is ulala for tonight, but in three days he'll be in ulala in some other town and some other town. So who wants that? Apparently, not many. <laughs> of course, of course, yeah, women are very yeah. smart, smarter than us. So I think that's a lot about the lifestyle, and it's for you to decide when it's time to stop and maybe. Um, at least living in one place and then tour during the rest of the time. Yeah, I mean, that, that is an ultimate goal. So, All right, Mike. Well, I hope that helps you reflect on that. you got to reflect what's more important, finding a partner, just being a Rolling Stone, an artist. I can't tell you what to do, but I can tell you <laughs> that women have figured you out 110% already. Uh, they do, I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it's not ooh-la-la, it's ay-ay-ay. That's what happens, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. Okay. Thanks for your call and good luck to you. Uh, thank you so much, Simon. You're welcome. Have a good night. Right. You too. Last question for tonight, but key question. Do you really believe in love at first sight? Let's talk about it next on The Rendezvous. Do you believe in love at first sight? Have you ever experienced it? I said that because I wanted to know what you thought, so I actually posted, like I always do, all those key questions on my social media, at Rendezvous Radio, and here are the results of the poll. So 61% of you said, yes, I do believe in love at first sight, but still 39% said, nope, not real. And I believe 100% in love at first sight because I believe the universe put some of us together at the right time. It's all a matter of the universe wanting that to happen. That's just what I believe. But I understand the ones who don't believe. I respect that too. I wish you a good night. Thank you for listening. Bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.